What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the slow chemical, and I am excited to be here today on this Monday. As I record this, I was conflicted. I was like, man, should I wait to record? I record this on Sunday, and um, I'm actually recording it while NXT in your house is going on, and I was debating on whether or not I wanted to like wait till Monday morning to record it. And then just do a review of In Your House Takeover. But honestly, I just wanted to watch the show because it wasn't one of those shows where I'm actually excited about it. It's like one of those rare takeovers that mm, I can, I'm good with it. It's a takeover. Takeovers are always fun to watch. Takeover, takeovers are always always good. But nothing I'm going to I want to wait for, if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, I just said, you know, what, let me record it. And I'll watch the show as it's going on. And then maybe I'll say some stuff here now. But I don't know. I think I'm just going to leave this, this my other thoughts that I had. And it's not many thoughts this week. It's legitimately. This will probably be one of the shortest Monday shows. But the thoughts I do have are straight to the point. They're, they're um, seeing things a little differently, obviously. But I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I feel like this was... And I don't want to constantly cover the drama of the backstage stuff, but I just think that this week was kind of slow as far as just the building. And also, at the same time, I'm not really excited about a lot of things. I am excited for the Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega match in two weeks, even though we know who's going to win. I am excited for, uh, let's see, hmm, Will Smith. I'm excited to see a SummerSlam where we have the potential to see a John Cena return versus a tribal chief uh, with a packed audience. Um, other than that, not a lot I feel like I, I'm excited about, you know. Um, hopefully, this is just the beginning of the summer and hopefully things will change. So, anyways, let's get right into it. Raw. Bobby and Drew McIntyre are official for Hell in a Cell. If Drew McIntyre loses, he will get no more shots at the WWE Championship. And you know what? I'm, I don't know. First of all, this should be the stipulation. But who do you put in there with Bobby Lashley if he does win? Which, by the way, I think he needs to. I think I've already gone on record here in the podcast of saying that he needs to have that title to at least SummerSlam and maybe even beyond that. But I think the struggle you're going to have is who do you put him in the ring with? AJ Styles is occupied. Randy Orton is occupied. RKO, um, Riddle is occupied. A lot of people are already doing their own thing. You can kind of see where their paths are going already. Um, I just don't know who you do, who you bring in unless you re-sign Daniel Bryan. I don't know if that's a possibility as of right now, but it looks like he's probably going to re-sign because... It looks like Total Bellas is going to be canceled, and looks like they're already training the Bellas, already training for a return to the wrestling ring. Um, I know some of you are so excited about that, especially as after you listen to the show on Mondays or Tuesdays, you've probably already seen the return of Eva Marie. So just more things to be excited about in that women's division um, for you guys who are going to be really butthurt about that. Um, but that's the thing that's interesting, like. 
I, I just don't think there's any well-built characters right now on Raw. So that's the trouble you have with if he does win, Bobby Lashley. But the, the problem you have if he does lose is you get another Drew McIntyre Bobby Lashley match, which no one wants. So either way, Bobby Lashley needs to win this match. But I'm glad they put this stipulation in. And you need to keep Drew off of this match, uh, away from this match. And honestly, I, this is not even a hot take or a prediction I feel even feel comfortable making. But I think the way you can get Drew out of this by protecting him, air quotes, no air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, is let Bray Wyatt come back. He's a, he's a member of the Raw roster. Let Bray come back and do his mind games. And then you have those two star feud. I'm not saying I want this to happen as far as just... Uh, a few that I want to watch, but it's not many Bray Wyatt matches I want to watch outside of him, Daniel Bryan. But how many times can you do that? So I think that's how you get him out of this match and you leave him protected. So let's move on. Um, the Viking Raiders have become the number one contenders. It will clearly be a placeholder until that SummerSlam match where you have RKO. What was it called? RKO or is it Bro KO or whatever? Versus Almas and AJ Styles for those tag team championships. So, but good for them. You know, uh, they've been apart for a while and have been on TV. And for them to get some airtime is pretty cool. I, me personally, always love the characters in ROH. I knew when they came over to WWE, they weren't going to be used anywhere near as good as they were in ROH. But, you know, take what you can get, I guess, right? That's all I have to say about Raw. Let's hit New Japan. Tingo Shikagi has become the new. IWGP Heavyweight Champion for the first time. And I, this was kind of a move that had to be made due to the fact that, I mean, Okada's hurt. <laughs> and if if you if you think of the long run, having him heal up a little bit more, a little bit more, um, I think it will help. So if they do need to put the belt on him in six, seven months, they can do it. He'll be a lot healthier I mean, Japan's still dealing with some backlash from COVID anyway. So this was the move that needed to be made. I know some people were not happy because people just love the same sometimes until they don't. Um, but I thought this was a good move until Okada gets at least 95% healthy. Um, but congratulations to Shikagi as he has put himself in, you know, rare air. So NXT UK. I was just talking about this a few weeks ago on the show. They built up Walter, Karrion Cross, and Kaylee Ray so strong. Who can possibly beat them? And out of nowhere, Miko Sanamora just joins a group of four, including her, to hold the NXT UK Women's Championship after nearly a two-year reign. After Kaylee Ray defeated, after Kaylee Ray defeated defeated, easy for me to say, um, Tony Storm. She had been a monster. She already defeated Sanamora once, but the second go-around was not the same outcome. She is the new NXT UK Women's Champion. Congratulations to her. I mean, I don't keep up with the UK brand as much as I would like to. Um, the big names are due, like this, obviously, but I don't know what the current storyline was going, to be honest with you. So that's why this was a shock to me. And so when I saw it, it was a, obviously a Photoshop of Triple H uh, pointing at her. And I think he even posted it and said, hey, until, until we can get the real one, this will have to do. Um, but yeah, 
this was this was surprising, but it was awesome because I was just talking about this. Like you built these people up so much that it's gonna mean some act, and you can look at Sadamora and see that how how much it meant for her to win that belt. And like I said, she's only the fourth UK woman to do it in that in the brand. Excuse me, um, the first being Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley then lost it to Tony Storm. Then Tony Storm lost it to Kaylee Ray. But Kaylee Ray had that belt for two years, almost two years. It was such a good reign. She had great matches. It was it it, it honestly, I'm assuming she's heading to the main roster. First of all, the main roster needs her. And she had said a few months ago how one of her dream matches was against Sasha Banks. I, that would be a fantastic match. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how she gets used. Cause I don't I don't want to. The reality is this: we know she's probably gonna come on the main roster and lose the first four or five matches after being so dominant. We both know it. We all know that. But the last thing I want to do is cast that dispersion, put that out there in the air. So I'm going to believe in positivity as much as it's paining me to do. I'm going to believe that she's heading to that blue brand with a Bianca Belair, a Bailey, a Sasha Banks. And either way, the same person runs it. I get it. But at least she has quality talent to work with. As opposed to Raw, who I like Asuka, we all, uh, but we all know that she's been horribly misused um, at times. Um, but we know it's the Char- Charlotte Fleur brand. So that's why it's kind of hard to get excited about Raw. But uh, congratulations to Kaylee Ray after having a tremendous reign. I don't know. I would have to assume Walter's up next to lose that UK Men's Championship. Um, and honestly, what they've been doing in regular UK, I mean, excuse me, regular NXT, just the original brand, they've been known to like not have these people lose belts. You know, Asuka didn't lose her belt when she went up. You know, so like it's not like unheard of for Karrion Cross to forfeit the championship instead of losing. So. We'll see how that goes, but what a moment there. Speaking of NXT, boy, oh boy, Triple H kind of uh, had a moment this week <laughs> where he blamed the fans for ruining the show because they want to know what's going on before uh, and they want to criticize everything. And it's funny because he's a historian. Here's the thing. I'll give Triple H this out. Triple H has to be frustrated with all the building he does. And Alistair Black even said it. Triple H has a vision. He runs the brand how he wants to run it. You know, but when they go up to the main roster, he has no say over what they do or how they're used. And so, I, I guarantee you he's really frustrated. He can't say anything. It's not his company. And so, I'm pretty sure he just gets tired of the stuff, hearing everything about... Well, why is this person doing this? Why is this person not going up there? At the end of the day, we all know some people are just lifers. Like Johnny Gargano clearly has no interest in ever going to the main roster. Neither does, neither does Champa. It looks like Adam Cole neither. It's just one of those things where there's certain people, I'm sure, especially now with them being paid main roster money, supposedly, according to Dave Meltzer, what, is it, what need is it to go on the main roster and be frustrated? Why not be happy and do things you want to creatively? Even if you may not always be in the main event picture. Um, but he pretty much blamed the fans. But it's funny because there's a reason why things are people are not interested. People are not into the brands or into wrestling as much before. Like, how many storylines do we have that are intriguing as 
the mega powers coming together and then the mega powers imploding. How or how about what I just did a few weeks ago on the show involving him? How he had a hell of a 1999, which led to his main event status, you know, and and his ultimate, um, if, if some people say his ultimate reign of terror for the start in 99 and ended in 2004. Um, I won't go that far, but some people would. It's because I'm, that's much I hate him. But, like, at least there were stories, though. Sometimes it's hard to, to get into the stories. Like, I can't be mad if people are not excited about this NXT TakeOver. I've heard less interest about this NXT TakeOver than most because people don't believe anyone could beat Karrion Cross. You know? So it's just one of those things where it's just like, I, you can't blame people. That's my fan if you hear that. That's annoying. I'm going to cut that off. Um, but that's one of those things where it's funny how when, and once again, he's one of those people who, like, Vince probably never gets tired of hearing it because the one thing we always heard about Vince was he's in his own bubble. You can tell Triple H reads newsletters, he listens to interviews, he clearly has his, his in my opinion, he clearly has his uh, fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the business. Otherwise, you wouldn't have Nakamura's or AJ Styles going to WWE. You know, that those were all Triple H moves, you know. So, it's clear he's involved in everything. The fans are fickle with everything, whether it's a Marvel, a DC. Fans will be fickle fans. That's just what it is. Here's my thing, though. That's not all the fans, though. Like, some fans are like, just, I, just give me a good product. Can we be real? Monday Night Raw is not good. Paul Hammond takes shots at it every chance he does on Talking Smack. Surprised he let him do it. But it's just amazing how you put up garbage product and then you get pissed when people call you out about it. Not saying it's all his fault. Not saying it's any of his fault. But I think there is... No, I know. There's clearly some... Um, uh, validity to these complaints. Um, everything is not always bad. Like, the Kofi versus Drew McIntyre match was fantastic. But that's one match in a three-hour show. So let's say that match went 20 minutes. With commercial breaks, so it technically went like 13 minutes. So you got 13 minutes out of a three-hour show. That was good. I will say this one thing I did not mention about the Raw. The segment that I did find interesting and I did just want to know more about was MVP approaching Kofi and saying, hey, you know you know why Kofi Mania ended? It's because you allowed it to. I'm interested to see where that's going, but... I don't have faith in these people who are the same people that broke up the Hurt business after they didn't need to. There was no reason for Sexual Alexander and freaking um, Shelton Benjamin to not be on that WrestleMania card with Bobby Lashley. They deserved that moment with him. The entire group deserved it. MVP deserved it as a manager. So, it's just whatever, you know. But he, he, he kind of put his foot in his mouth. But you know what? I think a lot of this came from frustration of he, he can't say, hey, hey guys, I don't have effing control of this. You know? So, I, I, once again, I, I get it. I do to a certain degree. So, I just thought it was interesting. I want to bring that up. SmackDown. Ray Mysterio has acknowledged the tribal chief, and he has acknowledged him in saying that he acknowledges him as fighting someone and fighting him in hell in the cell. So, this is where it's going. I'm actually excited for it. Um, so this is just another man from Roman Defeat. Also, this just builds tension 
Because remember, now those tag team titles will not be defended on this show next week um, in six days. So that's just going to anger Jimmy. <laughs> like, hey, man, why are you taking us out? Why are you taking us out of the tag team title picture right now? No, like, why are you doing this? Like, I th- once again, some people will say this is the same stuff over and over. Essentially, um, essentially, it is the same kind of rehash, but the struggle can be different. Like, Jimmy doesn't necessarily need to fall in line in order for him to want to um, be a part of the bloodline faction. That's what we're calling it, air quotes. One thing he has to do is just get what he wants as well, not just be a yes man. You you know what I'm saying? So I, I think you can do this to where Jimmy's still conflicted and Jimmy won't go along with a lot of stuff, but Jimmy will, when a push comes to shove, if someone's attacking him or Jay, he will attack back. You know, and obviously we're gonna have, we're gonna have a ton of interference from Dominic. We're gonna have interference from Jay. So this is definitely um, something to look forward to. I'm looking forward to it. Seeing the, the ultimate underdog, air quotes, um, in a main event picture again. So it's sh- it's it should be good. Um, I liked everything about this. Though. I liked how Jay finally stood up for himself. Went off on Ray uh, Reigns and Jimmy, and Reigns just kind of. Give that passionate speech of, what are you doing to your brother? Like, why are you doing this? You know, like, I love the kind of like the reverse psychology of, you should feel guilty because you're doing this. We were good until you came back. You know, just, uh, I did like it. I'm still liking it personally. So it looks like Big E is now back in the title, IC title picture. I mean, where else is he going to go? Um, after the whole Alistair Black thing, I know there's rumors of Alistair Black. There being a pushed push to get him back into WWE, but according to Dave Meltzer, that it Black is likely to sign with AEW when his clause ends uh, August 31st. Once again, it's these stories are too perfect for these release starts. I'm hoping Braun Strowman doesn't get signed. I know Mark Henry loves Braun. Mark Henry discovered him. I I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't care. But Alistair Black's story is too perfect to tell him not re-signing and him debuting at All Out. It's way too perfect for it to not be a thing. Someone is debuting at All Out. I called it as soon as I realized the dates. I was like, holy crap, this is going to be, you're going to have the summer off. And then you're going to go straight into the, 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 the WrestleMania of AEW and get a to- huge spotlight on you. It can work no differently than that. So I, I, it's just too perfect. But um, yeah, even if there is a push to get him back, I don't think he's going to come back. I just don't see it. But Biggie, uh, poor guy. Um, they need to get him away from that from the IC title picture and let Apollo Crews do his thing, though. Um, also, on an episode of Ding Dong Hello, which is Bailey's talk show for those of you who don't know, uh, Cesaro came back, made his debut. I thought this would be the match. Oh, not debut, his, his return. I thought this would be in Hell in a Cell because this has been a blood feud. And after what Rollins did, you know, I definitely thought that this would be one of those things. But you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing one more match with these, with these two. Um... I, I thought the beatdown was good. Rollins just plays. He is like, <laughs> it, 
isn't he like um, Hispanic or something, R- Rollins? He looks like an Hispanic rapper, the way he dresses, just f- or, or basketball player, just flashy for no reason. Um, the one glove, he just looks ridiculous, which is fantastic. It just adds to his persona. But I'm looking forward to his match being at, I'm assuming, Hell in a Cell, which is next week. I'm assuming it will be announced on Friday. Um, but I do think the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view could be fun. You know, the Hell in a Cell matches, I, I'm looking for more forward to Ray versus uh, uh, Reigns, especially after Reigns beat down freaking both the, both the Mysterios and threw Dominic outside, which obviously was a crash pad there. But just the memes that have come from it have been mwah, perfection. Whoever you internet people are, you're freaking crazy. You're nuts. I love it. Let's hit up the let's hit impact where people were very mad about this finish. They had their no surrender pay per view this week weekend, and Kenny Omega defeated Moose in the main event where the Young Bucks returned to the Impact Zone to help and assist Kenny Omega in the win. I know some people thought the the outcome was garbage or the finish was garbage to a really good match. What did you guys expect? I did not think he was losing it this this close. And also, to me, there was another development. As the lights went out, the lights came back on, Sammy Callahan, who is technically, well, was the number one contender for the Impact World title, starts smacking people with kendo sticks. Well, and Don Callis said, hey, you hit someone else, you're fired. He did, and so he was fired. So now he's not, he's not even in the company anymore, air quotes. And so this is just what I think was being set up for i think i said this last week they're just building up all this hatred to where we can possibly see a true impact invasion coming together with aew to take down this this elite group who the elite who just um don't have they're just doing anything they, they can to stay in power you know so to me this was it was, just, it was just expected. Moose to, Moose, to me, is still getting that Impact World title. We're still getting a, a Sammy Callahan versus Moose World Heavyweight Championship match down the road. But to me, I don't think any titles leaving Kenny Omega's, Omega's wayside first. It's either going to be AAA title, because Andrade is now signed to AAA and AEW, obviously, or that AEW World title. I'm assuming AEW title first, but a AAA Heavyweight Championship match, I believe, is in the end of June, July. So this was not surprising at all. Also, if you saw the uh, one of the promo clips for AEW, you had Pac and freaking uh, Penta who saying that they didn't want Eddie Kingston's help. And Eddie Kingston said, hey, the enemy of Miami is my enemy. So whatever the fuck he said. Um, and so once again, these people are realizing, hey, we got to come together. Otherwise, the elite will continue to run things, and I'm assuming by the end of summer the rains will come down and they will come down hard, and everyone will get what they have coming to them. But I thought it was a good match. To me, it was fully expected for that to happen. So that's just my opinion on that. So, anyways, that's the only things that really intrigued me this week. I know you guys don't really like the short shows, but um, next week you will get. I will, what I will actually do is. Um, I have a show all lined up, um, and it will be detailing. Matter of fact, you guys will wait. <laughs> I will make you wait for it. It will not be like a, a weekend review. We'll do something a little different next week. It will be on one of the longer shows. You guys will truly enjoy it. Check out the Wednesday show. As Wednesday show will be two parts. Part one, 
will be the review of Loki episode two. But part two will feature Jonathan Nestor and his new YouTube channel called the Gorgon Readings. Um, we re- recorded this interview maybe a couple days ago. Um, but it's a new YouTube channel. I will put the link in the description and they will be separate. It will not be combined. They will come out differently as the Gorgon Readings is already out there. So I'm going to upload that after I upload this. So that will probably be released from 4 a.m. Mountain Time, 6 a.m. Eastern Time like the normal show is. But then later on, after I watch Loki and really take it in, Loki will then be put out later in the day. So uh, that is the show for this Monday. Look forward to the Gorgon Readings interview with Jonathan Nestor, Loki episode two a review. And then next Monday will be something special. Just stay tuned and watch. I am Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. We're out.